0: Hi, I'm Jackson Haldane. Welcome to episode two of the Traveling Good Time Medicine Show podcast, brought to you by the good folks at Home Roots. If you missed episode one, we recommend circling back around and enjoying that first. We've introduced some characters who we're going to revisit, and our story will make more sense if you listen in sequential order.
1: Fear not change, friends. Upheaval is the steady state of nature, the destiny of humankind. Charles Darwin believed it took thousands of years, perhaps hundreds of generations, for evolutionary changes to emerge in the wild. But the modern belief is that huge changes can happen in just a few generations when necessity commands. And I dare say change, good people, is overdue. Well, if you fear change, I've got a remedy for you. A treatment to keep you on the cutting edge, nimble, and ready to take on the challenges of the day. You never know when the trail will get bumpy or the weather will turn. A steady regimen of just a small dose of our patent medicine will keep you alert and agile, ready to respond to the obstacles of life.
0: In March of 2020, the wolf was at the door of Home Roots and evolution was in the air. After the death of Home Roots co-founder Mitch Podolick in September of 2019, and with the sudden onset of a global shutdown, effectively putting a pause on the live entertainment industry, Home Roots found itself in a bit
2: of an identity crisis. My name is Leonard Podolick and I'm the executive director of Home Roots New. The, the The fundamental mission of Home Roots is to create more meaningful work for folk musicians, to create a simple model where an artist can tour a short, relatively small geographic space and have a, a critical mass of performances without too much travel and without too much overhead. But now, touring
0: and live music generally became impossible and Home Roots programming collapsed like so many other planned events in 2020. Ava Kabrinsky, Home Roots General Manager, describes the situation.
2: The first thing we did was cancel twenty two artists tours. That was very disappointing and heartbreaking to do with the rest of the in the context of everybody's suffering. And then Leonard and other people around just quickly came up with putting stuff online. And fortunately, the production values have improved since then, quite a lot, I would say, with the with the support of people like. Graham Lindsay and and Jason Arkley and Kathy Crawford.
0: Mitch and Ava's son, Leonard, who had only recently joined the family business, suddenly found himself
2: piloting a vehicle with no fuel, no wheels and no road. However, you know, just the idea of how would you know how many details and what are all the things that you have to have and how does that all get planned out? And just as a kid, it seemed very daunting. And, and the part that really excited me was, was on the stage. And that's where I wanted to be. I didn't really picture myself getting on this side of the monitors. I guess you could say. So they announced that there's a global pandemic and everything's got to stop. So, at that point, there was a season and a half that was booked already. Twelve tours that that were set up in English and French. So I I said, all right, we're not coming to this office anymore. And I said, we're going to do something online. Home Roots was absolutely not equipped to, to just set up as a digital disseminator of, of, of music online. At the time that the pandemic started, we, we just simply went with what we knew, which was that Facebook had this thing called live. And that if you clicked on the button, you could go live and broadcast. So that's what we started with. Yes, folks, keep
1: moving. Keep moving along. So much great entertainment to experience. Step inside this tent here for a riveting spotlight on good time traveling medicine show musical feature artist, Oz12, from the BC World Music Collective. Come right this way, right this way.
3: Uh, My name is Ronnie Dean Harris. I've been known as a hip-hop artist for the better sum of 20 years by Oz12. And the ancestors know me as Malithuk. And uh, my family's come from Stalo, Stotlium, and Inklikapmuk territories. And I've been a hip-hop and media artist since I was about 12 years old. I grew up in uh, in a place called Albion, British Columbia, that's in Maple Ridge, and the rest of my later years uh, in the city of Vancouver. And right now I'm based in New Westminster. I've been listening to hip-hop since, you know, close to the inception, so Uh, My hip-hop listening started, you know, with a lot of the really old school and a lot of that sort of still lives, you know, within my being when I make music. I think that was kind of an entry point for me for hip-hop was like, you know, the summer of 1990 marked the the Oka crisis that happened in Oka, Quebec. Uh, Military, like, resistance uh, by the people at Ganawagi, Kahnaistake, by the Mohawk people. Uh, to the military. They wanted to build a golf course in those areas. And so it was, you know, the the, the first time in my life that I witnessed like a, like an uprising of people for Indigenous rights and title. And uh, you know, I was coming of age. I was like 11 years old. So I was, I was just old enough to sort of understand a bit what was going on. Definitely old enough to be really frustrated by it, old enough to experience uh, the prejudice and racism from it, but not old enough to be a warrior or to go out and be on those front lines at that time. So listening to like groups like public enemy, poor righteous teachers and others, that had the same conscious message. I found a lot of similar connections that sort of activated me to use hip hop as a form of expression. But for me, it's about the message, especially sometimes it's more about the message. So if I've got this idea and that I want to express, I'll just lay a simple beat down and leave it that way. And then like the way my life works now, I'll, always have space for, like, other players now to come in. So um, from touring for the last, whatever, half a decade or decade or so, and, like, meeting amazing artists like the BC World Music Collective and other artists that I've been working with, I can always leave a space or someone could create a wave and I can ride it and and get my message out there and sort of land it in heart fields in a different way than um, direct activism will do, you know? There are some artists that are you know, putting some messages out there, but a prevalent conscious hip hop message isn't marketable in this world. So I find that, you know, I've, I've done a lot of the heavy lifting musically myself, and just obviously also to save money, <laughs> just and to just get my own sound out is created my own beats, or worked with producers who have similar values. But when I work with live artists, I'm able to sort of like, there's an alchemy that happens that sort of transcends that energy. So if you listen to a lot of my earlier stuff, it's sort of based on very like intense, very urgent, sometimes dark sounding beats that, you know, come from the energy in which I'm creating. But let's say I take that same energy of anger and and, and, and oppression and and, and, a, and a search for justice and I put it over like a reggae beat or a dancehall beat or you know some sort of latin style beat and it kind of raises the vibration of it and i find it's easier to land in the heart fields of people so one of the most common things i hear when i play with like the bc world music collective or some of the other bands i sit in with is that is like older people will come up to me like i've never liked hip-hop or rap until today right and i'm just like ah, i got you right i got you I always say that if I can't rap it, I can't understand it, right? It's, it's been how I've interpreted reality for more than half of my life. So, like, I could take in all this data, but until I can write it into a 16-bar verse that I can spit, I, I don't know if I fully understand it. 2014 or 2015, I was asked to go to the Vancouver Island Music Festival and uh, sit in with the BC World Music Collective. It forced me to kind of get out of my comfort zone of just playing over beats. Right. Like so I usually just press play on my whatever phone or laptop, pl- press the play on that wave and ride it and try to get my message through. But at this point, I was able to kind of connect with people that come from uh, variant backgrounds um, from around the world who bring their own stories of struggle and their own stories of survival and sounds of survival. And so um, we've been really able to sort of create some beautiful things together. And I'm very proud of the work we've done and are doing and want to do more of and, um, you know, opening eyes to different music markets as well as different uh, social justice values and political viewpoints and uh, sort of sharing our message of, uh, you know, of interconnection and inter-activation with the crowds that we can be with. And, you know, and i reach a totally different audience than like the nightclubs and the festivals I've been to. It's a totally different audience. And so um, when I'm trying to like, get what I the message that I'm carrying out I want to meet different people so uh, it's been a really really valuable experience for me personally we were involved for the traveling good time medicine show uh, as part of home roots Uh, we went out to blue frog studios in white rock which is an amazing venue but also has like a primo sound studio in there so they can you know capture these amazing performances and so uh we went and spent a day of rehearsal and a Day recording and you know it was a good time. Celso Machado was back. Yeah, uh, he had taken some time off of the BC World Music Collective work. So it's always amazing to hear him on stage and to have that full sound that we have. It's the most normal I've felt in a long time. Uh, doing um doing music, you know, it's been a you know this uh this whole pandemic last two years has kind of kept us all apart. And for me, like music being on stage is the happy place. And so uh, being with the crew uh coming together on these tunes that that we've created together um and that we share together has sort of been the most normal i've felt in a long time and i'm really happy and uh i'm I'm really proud of the work we do and i'm i'm looking forward for people to seeing it
1: again my good people tickets are available for the traveling good time medicine shows bc world music collective live stream performance via side door (laughs) Go to homeroots.ca, that's h-o-m-e-r-o-u-t-e-s.ca, and on with the story. So it must have been a 6 a.m. start.
4: I've loved doing all the the most insane stuff that we can possibly do, because we can do it, and because we can do it really, really well. And that was definitely a series of three shows that we did really, really well. And they were the very first, right out of the gate with Homeroots, they were the first three Zoom shows that we did.
0: Graham Lindsay is the technical wizard behind Home Roots online operations. He first teamed up with Home Roots to present three online concerts for this guy, James Keelahan.
2: Yeah, it was, it was really the kind of premiere, the fact that Home Roots was going to be in on this. So we, you know, we'll go big. So, yeah, <laughs> so we'll broadcast to, to three continents. Yeah, go big and of, stay home. And stay home.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 19 hours. We did three shows. Yep. Yeah. Two in the afternoon, it was the show for for Europe, and then eight at night, it was the show for Canada and the U.S. And then because James has a big following in Australia and New Zealand and the area, um, you know, it was the next morning, and and yeah, it was it was it was a marathon session. But again, it's it's all the fun, crazy fun stuff that we can do. It right at the very beginning of the pandemic, everyone was learning how to do things. What we were doing two years ago was incredibly revolutionary because you know we were doing the same things as as everyone else had been doing all along. But we were all forced to do it from our own homes. You know, people have climbed a mountain before, but we've not all had to climb that mountain in our, well, I'll call it pajamas.
2: Yeah. And I, and I remember talking to JP Cormier at, at one point. And, you know, he was saying, you know what's the most important thing? And I said, well, I mean, now that we're all streaming, I think it's got to look good. And he goes, bullshit. It's got to sound good. He says, that's the most important thing. Don't care how it looks. He says you're never you're never going to get any more handsome, Keelehan, So it's going to sound good. You know. <laughs> Which is true. Now the I think the sound is spectacular now.
4: I think before I joined, so I'm taking zero credit for this, before before I came on board, the the turnaround time from when the, when all the tours were canceled and all artists were told, you know, really sorry, this isn't happening right now to when Rick Fiennes went online with his first live stream show was two days. Nobody else did that turnaround in zero time like that. No, organizationally speaking, I'm sure, I'm sure there were artists who went online and started streaming, but as an organization to, to put on the online folk festival that they did, that we did, um, you know, was absolutely amazing. Every step of the way has, has been so, so groundbreaking. Groundbreaking indeed.
0: And this new digital infrastructure will only support and enhance the experience of live touring when Home Roots host network is safe to return to hosting. Speaking of which, if you've become intrigued by the house concert experience and would like to join the Home Roots family of music lovers and community builders, go to homeroots.ca for more information. In our next episode, we'll look deeper at the live music experience and at a philosophy that led to humble revolution. You
2: know, growing up in the business, and my dad also growing up in the business too, saw what a good vibe music brings in a house. When there's live music being played in a house and there's a party going on, it is one of the most wonderful things. And so that was a major inspiration for Home Roots. If you'd like to explore
0: the music of Home Roots and the Traveling Good Time Medicine Show, we've created a playlist of featured content available for listening on Spotify and Apple Music. Just search for the Traveling Good Time Medicine Show playlist, follow, and press play. Now would also be a good time to go purchase your tickets for the Traveling Good Time Medicine show streamed events. There are four shows remaining. Uh, Remember, you can buy them as a package or take them on individually. The next show is April 8th, featuring the BC World Music Collective, and you're not going to want to miss that one or any of the rest of them. Visit homeroots.ca for tickets and more information. I'm your host, Jackson Haldane. Our producers are Jordan Moore of the Pod Cabin and Tim Fraser of the Murdoch Podcast Network. Our executive producer is Jason Arkley of Home Roots and a big shout out to our staff, Leonard, Ava, Kathy, Graham, Brianna, everyone working so hard at the office. Thanks for your work. The banjo music you're hearing in the background was played by the one and only Mitch Padalec recorded in the early 2000s. Thanks to Factor and the Canadian Arts Council for funding this project and to you for listening. Tune in next time for another dose of the Travelling Good Time Medicine Show podcast.